Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Joey the Eagle. What's going on, Joe? What's up, buddy? How's everything hanging? It's going good, man. We took a week off. I was on vacation, so... uh, Don't lie to the people. You took a week off. I, I took a week off. We gave you an episode we missed last week. Sorry about that, guys, but we are back live and in color. We're uh, we're trying some new stuff out tonight. We got... Uh, I don't know where you are, but it's not night by me, but that's okay. Well, Continue. during the day. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying out the video aspect so we can start getting you guys some live feeds on YouTube so you guys could see uh, how the recording process is for us over here. Give you guys a little more interaction with us. So um, let's jump into it, Joe. We got uh, some UFC news this week. Last weekend, we had Cain Velasquez getting knocked out by Francis Ngannou, almost tearing Velasquez's knee in 36 seconds on the first live UFC on ESPN. What do you think of that fight? It wasn't much of a fight. I mean, 35 <laughs> yeah. seconds and the show is over. I I love watching Ndagwe fight. He's a big hitter, heavy-handed. And I love seeing heavyweights go at it. You know, their fights normally don't last long, but when they connect, they connect hard. Um, it was unfortunate, man. 35 seconds and the fight was over. So Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, Kane was saying he it was his knee. It wasn't him getting knocked out by Francis. But if you go back and look at it, he definitely got rocked. Then we had some news come through uh, late last night, Friday evening. Uh, Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier for the interim lightweight 155 title that is currently held by Khabib, who will be serving his suspension, I think, until at least September yeah, or October, something like that. And then we also got an interim... Another interim fight between Kevin Gastelum and Israel Adesanya, the style bender who just went up against his idol and the man he mimics the most in Anderson Silva. We also got next weekend some pretty big fights. We got John Jones returns to the octagon after his demolition of... Um, the Swede. What is his name? I'm just going to refer to him as the Swede now. <laughs> no, um, Gustafson. Sorry. My bad. Little brain fart there. We have him going against Anthony Smith next weekend. And then the return of Tyrod Woodley after his, again, demolition of Darren Till going against uh, Usman. What do you think of these upcoming fights, Joe? I mean, I love Jones. I don't like everything that surrounds Jones, but when you get to see Jones in the octagon, you do realize that he's one of the best pound for pound to ever do it. And I like Woodley. I love watching his fights, super athletic. And I like what he brings to the ring. So I'm actually super excited. Hopefully no injuries, no last minute changes to the card because I am really excited about watching this one. Yeah, we also got some, uh, some boxing heavyweights coming down soon. For a big fight, we got Anthony Joshua coming up against 
Uh, the American. Was it May? If I'm not mistaken. I believe so. At Madison Square Garden. So that should be a pretty good fight. We're still also waiting for news on Wilder Fury 2. I hear it's in the works. I hear it could be May at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Which if that happens, we need to get in that building for that fight. Legally or illegally, yes. we will try to get in that building. Um, I will pull a Conor McGregor. I will run myself through the backstage, up the elevator. Whatever it has to do, I'm I'm going to be in that building. All right, just make sure you open like a fire exit for me because I'm not, I'm not down for all that. <laughs> um, listen, so what we're doing with the heavyweight division is we're kind of just buying time, right? Filler fights as long as Wilder you know, beats Fury again, which the first fight was super entertaining. Yeah. So I don't mind him running that back. And then with Anthony Joshua, he's going to have to go into the ring, handle his business. And eventually these two have to meet up in the ring. I mean, they can't not meet up. They're, they're the two best pound-for-pound pound, pound pound heavyweights. And they got to get in the ring. They got to do it. Yeah, I, I think whoever, whichever combination of the three fight – it's going to be fireworks, whether it's Wilder, whether it's Fury and Joshua or whatever the case may be. I think it's going to be one hell of a boxing fight and kind of bring some recognition back to the boxing heavyweight division that we haven't seen really, you know, in prominence since what Lewis Tyson back in the day. It's been a while. It's safe yeah. to say it's been a while, right? It's been a minute. So with that, <clears throat> MLB news, we got finally, fi finally, one of them signs. One of the two big fish has finally signed. Manny Machado has made his, you know, persona signing go down. He is now an officially a San Diego Padre. 10 years, 300 plus million. He's making it rain. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there is an out clause somewhere in his contract. I'm not, I'm not sure. Five years, is it? After five? After, fifth year, after the fifth year. I mean, and it's going to take a lot for him to. The only way he doesn't opt back into that deal is if he's still playing at a super elite level and he feels like he can double up yeah. and sign another. Another, what is it, six, seven-year deal for more money than he's going to be making with the Padres, which yeah. is another, what, 150 mil. So I fully anticipate him to ride that contract out and back up all the Brinks trucks. I just didn't understand the signing. Out of all the teams that he could have gone to with promise and with chances to win right away, he chose San Diego. I know they have... Was it have you been to San Diego? I, I've, I haven't officially been to San Diego. I've flown over San Diego. I've seen it from the air. But um, I know it's California. It's beautiful out there. So Taxes is crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, 300 mil, 300 mil. He's not really worried about a tax break. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I'm um, saying, out of the teams he could have picked, New York, you know, Philly, Chicago, and he picked San Diego. For me, that I would have gone. Uh, I'm a Yankee fan, so it doesn't really make sense. Oh, you're a Yankee fan? Yes, yes. Giant Yankee boy, as oh. are you. 
not like some people that we know, but my my Yankee well, colors run yeah. deep. Just yeah. shot at me for a second. Yeah, no, 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 no. So continue. But, Proceed. Um, going, I would have gone to a contender instead of a rebuild. Because if he wanted to stay in a rebuild, he could have stayed in Baltimore and done it there. I mean, at the end of the day, I just have to think that he went and sat with his agent and said, listen, here are the teams I want to go to, but if we hit that $300 million benchmark that I'm looking for, just tell me where to sign. I mean, you got to look at it from his perspective. We're looking at it from a, from a, from a perspective where if we were in his position, we would want to be known as winners. We would want to be known as, you know, you know, Getting our money, but also winning as many rings as we can, right? right? So that we can go down as one of the greatest baseball players ever. Then there's other players that whatever their financial situation is or or whatever reason they're in the game, not all baseball players, basketball players, football players love their profession, as crazy as that sounds to me and you because, right. you know, we chop off a leg to be in their position. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so... I mean, you can't really – you just got to kind of accept it for what it is. You also got to take into account if he thinks he's as good as people say he is, and most players, when they're at that level, they have to have a certain cockiness about him, a certain, yeah, I'm the best player in the room, and what? Yeah. He, in his mind, he's probably thinking, and I know Baltimore didn't help because they never really did much with him, but he's probably waking up saying, why not me? Why can't I be the face of the San Diego Padres? They did spend a lot of money this offseason, and their farm system is supposedly going to produce top, some yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. produce some good players. So every team has a starting point. So I'm assuming he's being optimistic about it in that sense. And at the end of the day, I can't really fault him. Per- personally, I'm doing the same thing with you. I'm taking $40 million less, and I'm going to play for a contender, and I'm getting rings. But yeah. – 300 mil is 300 mil, and Harper is looking to break the bank just like that, if not more. So it'll be interesting to see. The Phillies have to do this, right? I, I think so. If you're the Phillies, you spend so much money in the offseason, you got to go and get Harper, whatever the cost is. I feel bad for the Chicago White Sox, who hired damn near everybody but Machado's birth mother. <laughs> you know? It's true. They got his you know? brother-in-law. They got everybody. Everybody they, they could. They got they got everybody, and uh, they ended up with nobody. I showed you that picture. I don't know if it was a real p- picture. Could have been photoshopped. But there was a couple of White Sox Machado jerseys already in production and being rocked by the people in Chicago. So that's a big blow to them. So we're going to be seeing some pictures of people in Africa with Patriots 18-0 and jerseys. They're 18-0 and shirts with Machado jerseys over the top. Listen, at least they go somewhere. I'd like yeah. to think that they're getting used. Yes, instead of just being thrown away. I, I agree with you. Um, we also got NCAA basketball news. For those of you, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but the big Carolina versus Duke game from Wednesday night where everybody was in the building, including ex-President Obama. He was there sitting front row. Zion blew out of his shoe, which that's something I have never seen before in my life, unless it's like a kid on the playground who's had his shoes for like no. eight years. No. Not Fred, at a professional no. level. No, Fred, you've seen shoes tear 
Yes. You've seen shoes rip. You know that one guy you make fun of that walks into the gym and his big toes hanging out? I've seen all of that. In my life, I have never seen a human being plant his foot. And by all accounts, those are the brand new, you know, 2.5s, I think, PGs. Yes, the PGs. And his foot go completely through the shoe. Yeah. That was In and of itself, all right, you know how they tell those Bo Jackson stories in the 30 for 30? Yeah. If he turns out to be what he's supposed to be, this is his 30 for 30 moment. Oh, 100%. You know, one of those stories where they're like, all right, you ever see this? Play. Yeah, they actually have footage of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. so I thought, I thought it was bonkers. Like, I couldn't believe, I could not believe what I was seeing. At first, I said, oh, man, he busted his ass. I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, dude, his shoe's laying next to him. Then you're obviously, you know, your brain only jumps to, damn, he planted and his shoe fell off. That sucks. Then you look to see that it was blown off. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, dude. I was, I was in shock, man. And I feel bad for some of those fans that was dropping three, four Gs on a on a ticket only to see 35 seconds of the main attraction. Yeah. And then speaking of him, the narrative going around this week is that he should shut it down from now until the NFL draft, shut it down. Don't go back and play. Don't play the tourney. Don't compete with your brothers. A lot of talk is that he's extremely close with his teammates and that he would, do anything for them. It's a brotherhood, which we know from playing sports that you and your teammates, it's family while you're playing. Yes. Like, you may not get along off the court, but on the court, those are your brothers. So Definitely. I think, personally, I think he shouldn't shut it down. If it, me as a competitor, I wouldn't be able to just be like, nah, I'm going to leave these guys hanging. They need me, but... I'm looking out for me. I get the whole, you got millions on the table and one knee injury can destroy all that. Or a freak injury like, say, Kevin Ware from a few weeks back, from a few years back in the tourney. But as a competitor, I, can't, I just don't see him shutting it down because of, you know, the massive contract he's going to get once he hits the pros. Yeah, so... There's a couple different layers to this, right? So I'll start off by preferencing. I've heard that there were some people that said, oh, you know, Zion was going to be a top five pick whether he played in college or not. Why didn't he just sit out a year, right? Mm-hmm. He came in as the second highest recruit in Duke's class. R.J. Barrett, by all accounts, was the number one recruit coming out of high school, right? Yeah. And about that little more than a half a college season, I think it's safe to say that as long as Zion continues on this gradual incline as far as his production and play, that he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, right? Yeah, 100%. He Come doesn't on. get that op- Bring it to not- New York. Bring it to New York is all I'm saying. All right, for the Knicks fans out there, yeah. But he doesn't get that opportunity unless he laces him up for Duke in place. I think people have more a prop. I think the problem with people is with the NCAA more than it is with Zion sitting out or playing because they see a whole bunch of college coaches making millions, mm-hmm. all these universities making millions. You know, all those tickets that were sold, profits and going to the college. None of that went to those kids. None of exactly. it. Exactly. 
So you see that emotion, you see that passion. I think that's what's leading people to say, hey, you know what? You're not getting paid for this. You should sit out. Right. Like you said, I don't think he should sit out. I think you're learning from one of the best coaches in the world. Yep. Yep. Yes, he coaches college basketball, but he coaches also, he coaches Team USA. And there's plenty of NBA coaches that Mike Krzyzewski could coach circles around. Easily. Yep. He's probably with a better coach this year than he will be next year when he gets drafted. No offense, Fisdale. Um, if he does go to the Knicks. But I'm just talking about in general. So I think Duke's done a lot, while it's not monetarily Mm -hmm. towards him, I think he's done a lot by lacing up for Duke. And I think he's, as long as he's healthy, he's going to play. There were reports that he was trying to do wind sprints in the locker room to see if he could run it off and get back into the game. Yeah, There's no way he sits out. He wants a national championship. He wants to be there for... You know, all those three, well, four, R.J. Barrett, um, Jones, uh, Cam Reddish, and him, they came in together. There's no way he's going to turn his back on them like that. So I think think there's a 0% chance if he can lace them up that he sits. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. They've got a game tonight against Syracuse, which he is officially ruled out. He's day-to-day with a grade one sprain. So it doesn't seem that the injury is too serious, but uh, I think they're going to take it with caution. And then speaking of Syracuse, you had the unfortunate news break. Was it Wednesday night? It was right after the game. Right after the game with Jim Boeheim striking a person in his car on the interstate of a man who got out because he was in an accident. He wound up getting hit by the coach's car and killing the man. Yeah. Which sucks big time. Like, I hear that he is cooperating with police. He drove directly to the police station to speak to them. So, it he is cooperating. He's not running from it. So, that's just super unfortunate for a man of his age to have to go through something like that. I mean, it's unfortunate for anybody. But yeah. to be in the public eye, it's got to suck. Yeah, I mean, and to have that on your conscience, you know, now every time he gets behind the wheel, he's going to think about that, let alone every time he wakes up in the morning, you know, to take a life, especially while you're just innocently driving home from the game. It's going to be hard to hard to live with, hard to deal with, and it's unfortunate because he's one of the great coaches that they have in college basketball. Yeah, I agree with you. And then continuing with college, I sent this to you earlier. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Joey and I are huge Hurricanes fans, as you know, we've had uh, our friend. I know you're probably going to bring this to football, but their basketball team about to tip off against Georgia Tech. Watch my boy Chris Likes. (laughs) They're about to tip off now, but the football program, there was a giant NFL, not NFL, college mixer last night for Nike down in Florida where it was held by... FSU, Florida State, and they had their little clinic. They had they were about to break off in, you know, small groups. And right as they're about to break off in small groups with all these high school coaches, in walks in Big Dick Manny, strutting Whoa. his stuff 
with his crew and they basically take over from what the reports are saying he turned it into a frat party with beers and stuff for the coaches basically took over FSU's whole thing and everybody was super impressed Manny came out and said he's bringing back the U swagger the whole FU state of mind to everybody else we run this state I think it's going to do immense things for recruiting as we've seen so far, which they just got another five star, which we talk about. We talked about with Dan Jalen Phillips. So what do you think of Manny's big moment down in Florida? I think it's funny, right? Because sports gives people an excuse to uh, not necessarily act out, but, uh, do things that in other environments would not seem fitting. Like, if I'm a parent, do I really want to know that the coach I'm sending my kids to play for is, you know, throwing out beers to the other coaches, <laughs> letting loose, playing music in the locker room? I mean, but it, it's all a giant game, right? If this brings us more five-star, four-star recruits, everybody's going to love it. Yeah. But the problem, the problem with using this as a recruiting tool is that it's only cool if you win, if it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, great, you had a wrestling match in the middle of the practice field. That's cool, but just make sure the wins go along with it. So I'm going to reserve, yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment. You know, he's obviously, you know, I got to give it to him. Transfer portal, he's owned it. Yeah. He also got a couple big-time flips um, on National Signing Day. So we'll see. We'll see what this year holds. We'll see. Obviously, with next year, him having a full year to get his recruiting class in and see what see what comes of it. But so far, so good. I like it. I think it's cool to bring a, a younger vibe into that locker room, especially with uh, Mark being there before him, who was kind of old school down south. You know, he wasn't really livening up anything. So I yeah. think that's what Diaz is trying to do. Yeah, I agree with you. Speaking of big time, we got NBA going on right now. LeBron James is officially playoff activated per his per himself coming out and saying it on national television. Um, we've also got one of the big things that came out of this week was James Harden complaining about the refereeing in his game the other night against... Excuse me. Who was that? Who was that against that game? Was that yep. OKC or was that uh, that was the the close loss to OKC? I believe. Yeah, I think it was. It was like overtime, I think, right? I, I think it was. Yeah, I think you are correct in in that because him and Chris Paul both fouled out. They're complaining about the refereeing. I understand players complaining about refereeing, but. In my opinion, James Harden can't be the one leading that charge. Out of everybody and the amount of calls that he gets every night and the, the, the refs swallowed their whistles or didn't swallow the whistles and finally started calling fouls on him for him to be the one complaining, I think it's the wrong person doing it if you're going to have someone for the league complaining about refing. He's the last person that it should be. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as I know you had mentioned LeBron uh, to begin with, um, it's interesting because he this is the one of the few times LeBron didn't really get his way, right? The player he wanted didn't get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, of course. Does Is it going to happen? Probably. But as of right now, it's just him and uh, a whole bunch of young kids that he was trying to give away to begin with. Yeah. So... It was a big. It was a big comeback. They were down double digits in that game. Um, it was against the Rockets, uh, where he came out and they they ended up with a win. I think they'll find a way to get into the playoffs. LeBron is that good. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily like that he's coming out. I don't know this year in particular. I feel like he's been. He said a lot of things and came out in the media. Uh, to say things that I just feel like are unnecessary. Like, no one needs to know that you're in playoff mode. Yeah. Like, bro, just go out there, win the games. Do your you don't, yeah. You yeah. don't think if you if you get into the playoffs and you guys go on this crazy win streak that people aren't going to realize that you're in playoff mode? Like, we know you're great. Just go out there and do it. And then, you know, you don't have to tell us that it's coming. Um, so I think they find their way into the playoffs. And... In regards to Harden, he's a great player. He thinks that the refs have it out for him personally. Highly doubt it. Um, but sometimes you've been in those situations where you just got off of a game where you think the refs either sucked or it's a game you should have won and you really can't take it out on nobody, so you just choose the refs yeah. you know, and, and light into them. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's how he really feels. But I think at the end of the day, the refs do the best job that they can, even though Sometimes they miss some pretty damn bad calls. <laughs> yeah. I still think that they try their best, and uh, he's just going to have to get over it and keep playing. Yeah. So, continuing with the NBA, we've got the season kind of dwindling down after the playoff, um, after the All-Star game, not playoffs, sorry. Um, we've got this going on. We've got the MVP race coming close to an end. I think there's about 25 games left in the season, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there. 25 yeah. to 20, somewhere. Who do you have so far at as your leading MVP? We just talked about him. I think it's still got to be Harden. You think it's Harden? I think it's Harden because of the, the streak that he's been on. I know there's a lot of big-time players that have come out and said, that they're not going to be able to win in the playoffs like that. The MVP is not a playoff. It's not. Yes. It's the regular season, and I think what he is doing this regular season is out of control. I think he, he's, he's, whether people want to complain about how he does it, you know that he scores a lot of times off of unassisted uh, plays. He gets to the free throw line eight to ten times a game. All those are true, but. The effectiveness in which he's scoring is something that I've never seen. Um, you've got players that are out there out there playing defense, and I've seen it more than once. They go out there, and instead of keeping their hands up towards the ball or even spreading them you know, to the side, right. he's so good at ripping through or using your leverage against you to draw a foul that I've seen defenders put their hands behind their back. I mean, they're probably doing it to be a little tongue-in-cheek with the refs as well, but... Yeah. That's just how much of that's just how much of a loss those those players are out there trying to defend them one on one. So I still think he wins it. There's obviously you know Paul George is playing amazing. Yeah, he's third, third in the league uh, 
in three-point three point makes, obviously, behind Curry and then Harden. Um, and Giannis is still doing his thing, and they have the best record in the NBA, so you don't really want to take anything away from what Giannis is doing. I just feel like James Harden, for putting his team in the position that they're in, with how many injuries that team has had to go through, I think you have to give him the award. Yeah, for me, it, for me, it would be Paul George. That that would be my pick for this one. I feel like uh, Paul George has been putting in work down there in OKC. The game winner last night. Yes, the game winner was insane, and was they've got a really tough stretch of games coming up. Their the remainder of their schedule for this year is a lot of playoff contending teams. So I think that can kind of put the exclamation point on it for him if it comes down to a close race between him, Harden, and Giannis. I'm just happy that Paul George is playing at this level because when he, when I saw that injury and oh, his that foot injury was bad. Yeah. staring back at his face, I said, what? I didn't even know that was possible. I, like, I didn't touch a basketball for two weeks. <laughs> I was I was crushed, and he was killing on Indiana. Yeah, he was. And then you had last year where I don't know if it was because they were trying to fit in, <clears throat> excuse me, fit in Mello with all making their own big three. Right. But this year, man, he's really taking you know the reins. I know Russell Westbrook is an amazing player, but you can tell that it's it's put on all the offensive end at least. It's Paul George's team. Yeah, I agree. It's it's becoming his team more than uh, more than Westbrook. But NFL now, the big news. NFL, NFL is 24-7, 365. We don't take a break. Get ready for it because the league year is starting May 13, uh, March 13th, and we will be doing an episode that day with all these signings and everything that goes on. That's like crack for us. We're like crackheads over here scratching, waiting for it to happen, a la Dave Chappelle. From his uh, from his skits, but this week we had the news that Robert Kraft, the owner for the Patriots, bad boy, well, yes, bad, bad boy, Robert, that is no bueno. Getting and listen, wait yeah. before you before you say anything, right? Yeah, I just want people to know the human trafficking portion. I get that's very serious. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm only making light of the situation that. The isolated situation that Robert Kraft got caught doing whatever he did on those tapes that are bound to drop. Somebody yeah. will have TMZ deep enough is going to get a hold of him somewhere. And and if you watch the whole video, you're nasty. I want to see no. I want to see no seventy five year old getting it popped. That's just not cool. Let that man. You know, it's embarrassing enough that he he got grandkids and kids that are going to hear about it. You know, you know, players are going to be joking about oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, the minute he walks in that locker room, that's going to get on and popping. That somebody's going to mention uh, it. Some like you know, strip club music when he walks in. <laughs> but yeah, he got caught up in a uh, solicitation of prostitution ring bust that was going on in a town in Florida, Jupiter, Florida, where he has a home. He has been caught on tape more than once. Yeah, I think it was twice. I think the number was... Dose. So his legal team is... They jumped out in front of it, came out and said that he didn't do it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He denied, denied, denied. 
So we'll see as the legal process takes its course here. If they say they got video, it's a wrap, baby. It's a wrap. Video, don't it? Listen, you cannot deny it. So don't try to. Yeah, you can't OJ yourself out of this situation. There is no glove. You cannot get acquitted right now. He's just gotta. He's gotta own it. You know, the quicker he owns it, and the quicker he says, "Listen, guys, I messed up." Yeah. The quicker this, I mean, I, it, it'll obviously never go away, but the quicker he can kind of put it in his rear view from it being the talk of the town. If he tries to fight this, every time something new drops in court, I mean, he, I, he, he has a team of lawyers that are obviously way smarter than I am in this particular yeah. area. So they're going to do what's best for him, but I got to think, man, that. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's, not, it's, it's not a good look, Robert Kraft. It's not. I do look. think, I do think that. Well, first of all, they said that he's not the only famous person that's going to come out in this whole scandal. So I'm super curious to see. Maybe they're not sports related. Maybe you know, it's it, it's in another spectrum. But I am very interested to see who else is in this report. And like I said, the. The other side of it, where you know they said it was, it could be possibly human trafficking. That's obviously no joke, yeah. and that's yeah. something that hopefully the good in, that comes out in this is it's it'll it'll bring more light to a situation that I don't think. While people know it happens, I don't think they know the how how much it it does happen. You know, and especially that, here in the states, I feel like they they think it happens everywhere else, but not here. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely an issue for our country, and hopefully this helps shed some light on it. And anytime you can, you know, close a bunch of these facilities down that are partaking in that, then then it's always a good thing. I just think, man, like if I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes, right? Like if I'm 75, I'm you know my my wife died. Mm-hmm. At the time, I, I naive naively I wasn't sure if his wife was had passed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 75 you got all that money and you you visit in a spot like that i just feel like um you know i feel like at 75 with that much money you could still pull some pull pull something you know they're gonna be there for your money yeah but he, you know he got an itch to scratch you need someone to scratch it yeah it's it's a crazy situation we'll see what legal trouble he gets in and also what trouble with the well, nfl as well here's the thing is I don't even think we should spend time looking at, again, his isolated incident. They're, they're misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not going to get charged. Like, this is not something yeah, where you're Robert Kraft indicted and oh, like R. Kelly. He about to go to jail. Yes. But I digress. Um, yeah, so with Robert Kraft, he might get fined, you know, uh, community service, whatever. But I think the bigger the bigger thing is how the NFL, who wields with an iron fist, um, comes out and deals with him. Maybe it's a couple game suspension. You know, there's going to be a fine. Do they take some draft picks? Yeah, I don't I don't see it being like one of those where they take picks. I think he's definitely going to get fined big time. Maybe some games where he can't be at the facility, stuff like that. But I think that may be the extent of it. Yeah. So again, it was a big it, when it dropped. I couldn't believe it. I thought I, I thought I misread it. But <laughs> also this week or last week, while we were gone, well, while I was gone, 
we had the signing of Le'Veon. Uh, sorry, not Le'Veon. Bell. Jew, you're about to, you're I'm about sorry. To I'm sorry. I was about to break news. There's no breaking news. Um, we had the signing of Kareem Hunt. Yeah. He is now officially a Cleveland Brown. I think that's a huge get. He's going to miss some time. I'd say probably about six six games, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think he'll miss. It'll be around there. But I think Same. with him and um, Chubbs, Nick Chubbs, I think it's going to be a problem out there. I mean, it's definitely – it's a good get for the Browns. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, if I'm not mistaken, the contract they signed him to – would allow then next year for them to match any offer that he receives from a, from anywhere else. Yeah, from a competing team. So it'll be interesting to see how they carry that dynamic because you saw they got rid of Carlos Hyde and once Chubb started getting more burn, he was tearing it up. Yeah. That's my fantasy team. So you've um, got Chubbs, you've got Carlos Hyde, who's still there. Or no, no, they traded – I'm sorry. They traded him to Jacksonville. There we go. Um, but you have Duke Johnson, who's still there, and now you have Kareem Hunt. That is yes. a pretty stacked backfield. Yeah, I mean, they definitely got the horses in the backfield now. Yep. So we'll see what's that. And especially with the Steelers looking like they're about to implode at any minute. That division's up for the taking. You might see the Browns there. Yeah. As crazy as that would sound, what, a year ago? Yeah. No, 100%. I think... I may go out on a limb right now. Oh, shut up. What limb are you going on? (laughs) The Browns are going to win this division. That's a shocker, Fred, really. You're going to be the only person that picks them. Well, I'm saying Baltimore was there last year. I still don't trust Lamar Jackson, but continue. The Steelers are imploding. Cincinnati is Cincinnati. Are you really about to bring Cincinnati up? Horrible. So I think I think it's the Browns division to lose right now. Nah, I thought you were gonna go out on a limb and say Cincinnati was gonna win it, but apparently not. No, I'm I'm not drunk. I, can... I don't know. You are a Bills fan. <laughs> I am a Bills fan, but don't worry. Well, not until Tommy retires are we making nah. any headway in that division. Just so you know. Yeah, but we speaking of the Steelers, we have two. Of their star players are on their way out. Le'Veon Bell is officially a free agent. They said they are not going to use the franchise tag on him this year. So he is out. Where he winds up, Jets, Indy. I don't want to say it, but there's another team in Philadelphia. Another team in Pennsylvania. Listen, he don't got to move far. All right, we right down the road. Depending on how much he's asking for, if that fifty yeah, million yeah. guaranteed is something he's really looking for, my brother, you keep packing, you hit the road, and good luck to you. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not spending fifty mil. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see where he goes. The only thing that bothers me, I don't know. I know people are gonna be like, oh, he put on weight. Who cares? He can take off the weight. That is true. Two sixty so, though. Two six. That's a lot of weight for a running back. When you're carrying that weight, right, and then you 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 work your way into shape, you haven't played. Football's a uh, a crazy sport because you can get into basketball shape and basically play play basketball 
at some sort of level to get you ready for the season. For football, there's no replacement for the NFL, you know? Yeah, you can't, can't simulate up. hits, yeah. You can't simulate hits. You can't simulate game time cuts. So mm-hmm. anytime a player takes a substantial time amount of time off, adding in the fact that they've been carrying that extra weight for some time now does get me a little hesitant as far as soft tissue injuries or, you know, I hate to say it, and I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but you see, you take a player who is a little older in Des Bryant, where he sat out that whole time, went to went to New Orleans, you know, and what his first practice? Yep, blew out his ACL out or his Achilles. Exactly. So I just I I think if I'm a team that's ponying up that much money, it's yeah, he's a hell of a player, but there is some risk factor there in in yeah. taking him on. Speaking of tremendously talented players, A.B., Mr. Big Check himself. Business is booming. Booming. He is on his way out. He had a meeting with the Roonies. They agreed that it's time for him to go. He will be traded. There are already teams calling. Where do you think he winds up? So a report came out that... He's definitely not going to New England. They will not trade him to New England. Yeah. And they're looking at teams in he <clears throat> excuse me, in the NFC. I mean, any team in the NFC that has the cap room would be dumb and foolish not to call and inquire and see how much it's gonna cost to get him over there. Right. I mean, he's a tremendous talent. He's he might not be like if you if you lined up you know who you think the fastest wide receiver is it's not going to be him the biggest wide receiver it's not going to be him but the total package along with that production that he's been able to consistently put up year in and year out i mean he's in a he's in a class of his own i agree you know he he is he's a fit on any team he can run any route He's got, you know, great hands. He's the type of receiver that you can line up out there and throw him the ball ten times a game, and eight times he will come down with it and probably get you a touchdown or two. Yeah. Um, so I completely I'm, agree with you. Yeah, so any team out in the NFC that's looking for wide receiver help, shoot, if I'm a team that's not looking for wide receiver help, maybe you have a free agent coming up and you're like, hey, instead of paying, you know, him on a new contract, we can try and, and trade for A.B., I'm interested to see what a player of his value costs in a trade because he plays, while he is the best at that position, mm-hmm. he doesn't play one of the premier spots. I mean, I know fans love wide receivers, but GMs, coaches, you know them. They coach from the line out. Yeah. You know, they want to see a shutdown corner, obviously a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at these teams, just take a look at this past year's Super Bowl. Um, there was no star wide receiver on either team. They're good. They have some really good wide receivers, but you, no you, in the top yeah, five no, wide no. receivers, DeAndre Hopkins yep. hasn't won anything, and he's Ooh, a he monster. Yep. Obviously, OBJ, AJ Green, Antonio Brown. You know, all these players are great players. But when you're playing, when you're paying a wide receiver that much of your cap, it really affects what you're able to do in other areas. So I agree. I could see. I could see San Francisco being a huge player in for AB. I think they're a stud, very good wide receiver away from making that next leap. If Garoppolo can stay healthy, 
They had the emergence of their tight end. Kittles is a monster. Kittles is a, insane. Bro, he is awesome. Yeah. You Designed had him, AB. You got a bit of a running game out there as well. Actually, they got more than a bit if, if McKinnon can come back. Yeah. His injury as well. And they have, what is it, the third pick, second pick? They got a high-ass pick. They have the first overall pick. It is the first overall I pick. Believe, okay. I believe it's the first if I'm not mistaken, it should be the first overall pick. And I'm hearing Bolts' name getting tossed around out there. Yeah, if I'm them, mm-hmm. I find a team that's in love with a quarterback, move a few spots back, and still and still get a pre- premier player. Um, but we'll see what they do. I mean, the only thing, the only concern I have with the 49ers is they have a lot of question marks at a lot of, a lot of important positions like quarterback, running back. Sorry, they have the second overall pick. Okay. Arizona has the first. Arizona does because they were talking about this dude probably uh, – not probably, but the the chance that he goes and gets Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. Instead of Rosen. Yeah. So go it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how that plays out. So – Before we move on, though. Go ahead. Bro, he got to get rid of that stash wherever he goes next. He does, yes. That is horrible. Killing horrible. me. Yes. You know, you you have to have millions in the bank to pull that look off. Yeah. You have to. You have to. <laughs> I completely I, I, agree. Not the house like that. I get slapped two, walking two blocks away from my house. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So. But with that being said, you got anything else you want to add in here? I think that's about it, brother. Yeah, that's it for me, guys. Thank you for tuning in another week of The Frenzy with me and Joe. We appreciate you guys listening and coming back every week to find out what we've got to say. So we should be getting these YouTube uh, episodes up as well, along with our regular audio. So find us, you know, the sportsfrenzypodcast.com, the website. It's got all the links to everything, all the social media, all the episodes, everything you want related to our show. Leave us a comment, follow us, and we thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.